Beloved, see what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Yet so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Two years ago today, I found myself walking around a busy water park with a youth minister and a priest. Now, if you would have told me a few years before this specific moment in time, before this encounter, that I would be hanging out with a youth minister and a priest in the warm Idaho sun in a busy, busy water park, I would have probably looked at you with a very strange look in my face because, you see, doing ministry was probably not on my radar at all, or at least doing ministry in this capacity was not in, on my radar. But you see, the Lord works in very mysterious ways, and he always calls us to himself in the most unexpected ways. And in this water park, something very unexpected was about to happen. So a little clarification, you may be wondering why a youth minister, priest, and a young man are walking around a busy water park in Idaho. Well, you see, we were all part of a group that was about to attend the Steubenville Youth Conference in Spokane the very next day. And so the youth minister, priest, and I, we were just kind of enjoying some time together um, as we were chaperoning this group of kids. And there came a moment where we decided that we wanted to go down a water raft ride, and we were having a very great conversation, a very casual conversation. And as we stood in line, the priest suddenly turns around and asks me a very profound question. Ramon, have you ever thought about becoming a priest? In the moment that he would later describe in the homily as it was like the wind was knocked out of him. And to be honest, the wind was probably knocked out of me, but that is how the Holy Spirit works. He always surprises us in the most unexpected ways. And so it was a question that completely shook me. And it's a question that I've been thinking about two years ever since. My name is Ramon Camacho and welcome to the A Beloved Son podcast. And so today, what we are going to talk about, what happens when the God of the universe invites us into a personal relationship with him. This podcast is really born out of the desire to share what, hap what is happening in my own heart and the different ways that the Lord is constantly pursuing me and constantly calling me to himself. Now, a little disclaimer before we get started. I'm no theologian. I'm no philosopher. I am simply just a man deeply in love with Christ that wants to share his own experiences and the way, the many ways that the Lord is constantly working in my life with you. Because I believe that sharing those most intimate areas of our own heart is how we continue to get to know the Lord of the universe. And so, one of the things that I have learned along the journey is that grace is a free gift from God. And so the many ways that the Lord is constantly moving in my own heart is his grace moving in my heart. So I feel like it is my duty to continue to share that grace with others in hopes that he will continue to gather not only myself, but others to himself. And so let's begin. Glory to God in the highest because he is truly faithful. So for many of you listening to this podcast, you may be caught by surprise at what I'm sharing with you. And for others, you have been walking with me for quite some time. And so for that, I am truly thankful because our prayers are what sustain each other. And I truly believe that I would not be here today in this moment sharing this without the very 
profound gift of your prayers. So thank you so much. So it is important to recognize that God invites us all into a personal relationship with him in a very unique way. Just as he creates us all in a very unique way, the personal relationship that he invites us into is very unique to us and it's very personal to us. And so for me, um, the Lord constantly invites me into a deeper and more intimate relationship. And right now, the relationship that he's inviting me into is the opportunity to discern his will for my life. Um, the sermon has been such an incredible journey. It is truly a period of such infinite grace in my life. It is very complicated and it, it's not easy at all by any means. Um, but at the end of the day, I have to give gratitude to Christ Jesus because it is just such a profound and beautiful gift. He is merciful, he is kind, he's so generous and so considerate, and I am just so blessed by the journey of my discernment thus far, and um, amen, it's not over yet, and I hope it never ends. Even with its highs and lows, it has just been such a remarkable gift in my life. And so let's return to that moment in the water park with that priest and the youth minister. The priest turns to me and says, Ramon, have you ever thought about becoming a priest? These are words that that priest just casually tells me while in line at a water park. And, you know, a few days after this encounter, um, once we had returned from this trip and we were back in um, in town, I asked this priest if he recalled this conversation. And he honestly just did not recall this conversation. And I think that's how the Holy Spirit works in our lives. He takes ordinary moments for us and he makes them extraordinary. And so a question that many of you may be asking yourself is, so Ramon, are you becoming a priest? And my dear friends, I wish I had an answer for you, but that is really to be determined. Honestly, I've had this idea for this podcast for quite a while now, and I've been afraid to just do it, you know, because I really feel like the Lord is challenging me through this podcast, through this ministry that I am creating, because I truly believe that if we put our hearts into something, that we are doing ministry. And so this podcast, I hope, is a ministry in some form. And I really feel like the Lord is calling me through this ministry to bring areas of my own heart into the light. And so I've been afraid to bring uh, this podcast to life because I feel like the Lord is going to be challenging me in such a deep and profound way. Um, you know, I have no idea if people will even listen to this, but I want you guys to be on the journey with me because I truly believe that I think that's how we grow and that's how we learn from each other. This podcast right now is, uh, you know, like I said before, really born out of a desire to grow with one another. And the only way I've been able to grow spiritually myself is because of the generosity and the openness of other people sharing their own hearts with me. So I think by sharing my own heart with others, um, who knows, maybe God will help them grow in their own spirituality and draw them closer to himself. So back to this idea of discernment, you know, this idea of God calling us into a personal relationship with him. And I think one of the biggest areas that I've learned through this discernment process, through this beginning of my, this infancy, if you will, of my discernment process is that we as the laity, we as the body of the church, we have a lot of misconceptions about what a vocation is and um, how discernment actually works when someone is actively discerning a call to the priesthood or to religious life or to consecrated life. I think that is something that we need to do better as a church, helping others understand what discernment truly 
really is. And so I think that's one of the things that the Lord is challenging me to bring into the light as I bring this podcast to life is what is our understanding of discernment? What is our understanding of growing in our personal relationship with Christ? So discernment, my friends, it's a process of deep reflection, of deep prayer, of deep openness to the Lord's will in our own lives. And we are all called to that. We are all called to actively discern how the Lord is asking us to walk with him. And so I think one of the things that might be helpful for all of you that may be listening that haven't discerned a vocation to religious life or consecrated life or diocesan priesthood, or perhaps you haven't um, had someone in your family discern a vocation to diocesan priesthood, religious life, consecrated life, etc., is to understand that discernment is really a mutual process between two parties. You can think about it a little bit like dating. So when you're dating, um, you are actively exploring this relationship with a, someone else, right? And so it's a similar process when someone is discerning a vocation to diocesan priesthood or religious life. We are actively discerning with another party, and that party is the church. Um, and what's happening when one is discerning what the church is that the individual is discerning, but the church is also discerning with us. So we are actively discovering if we are the right fit for one another. Just like in marriage, um, a man and a woman, they figure out if they are the right fit for each other and if God is calling them to enter into the sacrament of holy matrimony. And so when someone is discerning a vocation to diocesan priesthood or religious life, the church and the individual go undergo a process of formation and study where they really figure out if the man is called to this vocation or if the woman is called to religious life. So it's a process of discovering and discovering that both parties are really a good fit for each other. And if God is truly calling this person into this vocation, um, the individual will figure that out and the church will figure that out as well. That both parties will discover it together. So while I can't provide an answer to the question, Ramon, are you becoming a priest? I can say that my heart is open. My heart is open to discovering how I can best serve the one my soul loves. Because I think it's important for all of us to recognize that we all love God, right? And God has called me to love him in a unique and personal way, just as he's calling me to pursue this personal relationship with him. And so I am open to whatever the Lord has in store for me, and I am discovering that. It's a process of personal reflection, personal relationship, and um, the Lord only ultimately has good in store for all of us. So a few days ago, I was visiting one of the surrounding parishes, and I happened to run into a very good friend of mine and her fiancé after daily mass, and her fiancé happened to share this story with me. One of his very good friends just happened to break his leg in three different places, and... I think I can speak for all of us that breaking your leg in three different places is not a welcome gift in one's life. But what struck me is how my friend's fiance told me that his friend was looking at the situation. So his friend, he could be choosing to look at the situation in a very gloomy way, but this man is choosing to look at the situation in such a beautiful way. Um, my friend's fiance shared with me that his friend is choosing to look at the situation with a heart full of curious certainty. So in other words, he has a firm conviction in his heart that even though he doesn't understand why, that the situation is being allowed by God for a specific purpose at this specific time. Um, and my heart was very struck by this story because of the pairing of the words curious and certainty. 
Curiosity, I think, is what moves most of our hearts, right? We ask ourselves questions because we long to understand a person or a particular situation that we find ourselves in better. We want to be certain of something before we decide our next steps when we are curious about something. And I think that's the way we can choose to look at a particular situation when God seems to be saying, no, we're not yet in our lives. We can look at it with certainty. When we start to pursue God in a deeper and more intimate way, I think we must be prepared to walk in periods of spiritual dryness. And I think that we really need to be open to see how the Lord may be wanting to work in our lives. And so one of the things that I'm struggling with right now in my own life is this idea that God is constantly saying no or not yet in my life. And that I know comes one from my own brokenness, but two also from my hard headedness. I think that when God seems to be saying no or not yet in our lives, that that is really when the true work begins because that causes us to go into deep reflection and really ask ourselves um, if we trust in God, if we trust that he is who he says he is and that he is going to come through for us. So I think when we actually do reflect on that question and start to place our trust in God and really give of ourselves, give entirely of ourselves and surrender to his will, that is when the true work begins because God can use our openness in whatever way he wants to. Um, one of the things that I have found so reassuring in this journey is the fact that every time I choose to give up to my own needs and wants and it let the Lord do whatever he wants. It's when I'm most satisfied, when I'm most happy, when I'm most pleased with um, the outcomes in my life. So when I start to really surrender to God, that is when God just really does the most beautiful work in me. And I'm not saying that he doesn't do beautiful things in me when I'm not surrendered to his will, but when we give of ourselves, when we truly surrender those parts of our hearts to our uh, to him, He he really does beautiful work, my friends. And I think one of the beautiful things about following God and pursuing a personal relationship with him is that God already knows everything that we have done and will do. And he loves us anyways. He loves us amid our struggles, our weaknesses, and our sinfulness. He loves us anyways. And, you know, he doesn't leave us orphan. He gives us a church that has all the ordinary means to bring us back to him. Um through the sacraments of healing, specifically the sacrament of reconciliation. Um, God gives us all that we need to return to him with all of our hearts, even when we turn our backs on him. God is constantly pursuing us into this personal and intimate relationship with him. I think one of the beautiful things that I've learned along my journey is that God is a heavenly father who deeply desires to be with us every step of the way. He sees us in our sufferings and our struggles, and he deeply desires to reveal who he is to us, and he desires to reveal his love, his his great, his great, great tender love. So last week when I ran into my friend and her fiance and her fiance sharing the story of his friend breaking his leg in three different areas and he is choosing to live his life with curious certainty, I just had to kind of chuckle at that because as I was thinking about what I was going to share in this episode, I just was chuckling because... Moments after that priest, uh, who has become a great and dear friend of mine, by the way, um, asked me in that water park if I had ever thought about becoming a priest. I remember being absolutely terrified. But there was also this idea running in my head that I can only explain now as curious certainty. I was curious about the possibility of opening my heart to discerning 
a vocation to diocesan priesthood. And I also think I was feeling a great certainty in my heart. A firm conviction that God had begun something a very long time ago in my heart that had just been awoken in that water park. Now, don't get me wrong, it wasn't playing out in my head like this perfectly wrapped scenario that I am portraying right now. Um, that priest question sparked a very great conflict in my heart. I was wrestling with this idea all weekend long, and I remember the first night of the conference, I was absolutely terrified. You know, we were standing in this auditorium of people praising and worshiping the Lord, and I was just absolutely terrified at what God wanted to do because, you know, I was a chaperone for this trip, and I did not have my act together at all. And, you know, I think oftentimes we as adults like to think that we have our act together but we don't we don't we just uh, do a very good job at portraying it that way right um so as i'm standing there at the first night of the conference i remember being absolutely terrified but i was wrestling with this idea of opening my heart to the lord and i remember the worship leaders asking us to raise our hands and praise the lord and just be open and i'm like oh lord you know i don't know what you want to do but here i am lord and i come to do your will and so I won't share everything that happened that weekend, um, but I'll share two things. The first night I was called into a deeper conversion and the Lord asked me to go to confession and I did. And um, I still remember that confession. I still remember the penance I was given and I'm still actively trying to uh, to work on myself. So even after two years, I am still trying to pursue holiness. And um, I just want to challenge everyone to not give up that our life is a constant journey and our life with Christ is a constant journey, but God never gives up up on us. Um, and two, I wanted to share also on Saturday night. So Saturday night is kind of like the um, biggest night of the three-day conference. I think most people would say that Saturday night is their favorite night. Um, the priest that was kind of helping us out throughout the whole weekend um, and serving as the MC for this weekend um, was Father John Burns. And um, on Saturday night, what Steubenville Youth Conferences do, they um, have an opportunity for phrase and worship in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And at one point during Eucharistic Adoration, the priest um, takes the monstrance um, and processes around the conference ballroom or the auditorium and lets people adore Christ up close and in a personal and intimate way. Um, and I just remember this moment where Father John was processing through the auditorium in Spokane and he just stops for just a second. And as the priest is processing throughout the auditorium or the ballroom, there's a spotlight following the monstrance. And at this specific moment when Father John stops, the spotlight just seems to pierce the monstrance. And it just felt like I was there with Jesus all by myself. It just felt like it was Jesus and me in that auditorium, even though there was hundreds of people in there. And I just felt the Lord asking me to, to really trust him one. And then I just also felt that the Lord was saying, you are loved, you are wanted, you are mine, and you are a beloved child of God. And I am ridiculously in love with you. And I know that you are ridiculously in love with me. And that moment has stuck with me ever since for the past two years. Um, if I can figure out how to do it, I'll try to share that photo with you guys in the show notes because I happened to take a picture of that moment because I just felt so moved by that and so compelled to maybe share it one day. And so if I can figure that out, I'll definitely share Share that with you guys. One of the beautiful things is that when we open our heart to God, God does marvelous things and he does things outside of our imagination. I think we often underestimate the potential of God's love in our lives and 
And I just really challenge you to open your heart to God in whatever way he may be asking you to do so. I remember in that moment of stillness in Eucharistic adoration as Father John was holding the monstrance that it was a perfect stillness of being known, of being loved, and being wanted. I was reminded in that particular moment of how much God loves me in a unique and personal way. And I knew that I was in the embrace of a father that was ridiculously in love with me. And that really is all that we need, my dear brothers and sisters, to be reminded that we are in the embrace of a father who sees us, knows us, pursues us, and is ridiculously in love with us in a personal way. So a lot has happened since those experiences two years ago, and right now it seems like things are very complicated, and I don't know what is next for me, but I do know that I am a beloved child of God, I am a beloved son of God, and the scripture that I read at the beginning of this episode, I think is a reminder to all of us that we are his beloved children. What we shall be has not yet been revealed, but we do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So I guess I want to close this episode by inviting you into the journey with me as I continue to pursue my personal relationship with God. Um, When we pursue Christ, our anxieties, weaknesses, and struggles become more prevalent to us. But something that I have had to remember, my dear friends, is that that is the voice of distraction. God never sounds like our fears, our anxieties, our weaknesses, and our struggles. God is only love and When we pursue God, we find freedom. It is only through Christ that we find that freedom internally and we are able to walk externally. I think at the beginning of this podcast, I shared a quote um, by Sister Miriam James Highland, and I just want to share that with you again. I am someone who is clearly still on the journey, and amen, I hope it never ends. So my friends, um, let us not become numb to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Starting this podcast is an absolutely terrifying thing, but it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit, something that I think the Holy Spirit is asking me to do. So I'm doing it and I don't know where it's going to take me, but it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit and life with Christ is such a beautiful thing. And God is never outdone in generosity. Two years ago, When that priest asked me that simple question in the water park, if I had ever considered becoming a priest, that was a prompting of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I cannot tell you how much I have been blessed by opening the door to Christ, uh, maybe just a fraction, uh, to his invitation to pursue him in a deeper and more personal way and to pursue a personal relationship with him. And so with that, the journey begins. Let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Good, gracious, and loving God, we give you thanks for this time of reflection, for this time of encounter with you. Thank you so much for the gift of media. Thank you for enlightening your people with the graces they needed in order to create the media that serves as a way of connection for people. That serves as a way that people are able to find rest and encouragement. That serves as a way that we are able to continue our walk with you. I just ask as I continue to pursue your holy will for my life and that the people that may be listening to this continue to pursue the holy will for their own lives 
that we are open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, that we know that we are beloved children of a Father who never ceases to gather us to himself. You are so good, you are so kind, and you are so considerate. I just ask that our hearts may continue to be open to following your holy will for our lives and that you continue to pour down your graces in our lives and that we may be receptive to those graces that you want to give us. Thank you so much, Lord. You are never outdone in generosity and we entrust all the petitions that we hold in the silence of our hearts to you. We ask all of this in your holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So just a few closing things before um, I end this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may find and listen to your podcast. I also invite you to visit the show notes to subscribe to my mailing list and to receive notifications of new episodes and to get the show notes sent directly to your inbox. If you also would like to financially support the podcast, there are a few links in the show notes on how to do so. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at at a beloved son podcast. My personal Instagram and Twitter are also in the show notes um, if you would like to support me personally on those platforms. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember you are loved, you are wanted, you are a beloved child of a father who is ridiculously in love with you and sees you and pursues you and knows you. God bless.